Hello, Mary. Hello, Jonathan. I am so excited to finally record something. I feel like so we just checked, and the last um, recorded podcast episode for us was July twenty fifth this past year, which just literally feels like a lifetime ago. So, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Like that's the thing that wants to come out, but mm. have I actually sat with the question? Hmm. Um, I feel hopeful. How about that? Mm. I feel excited about where we're going with this because I mm-hmm. think our unintentional hiatus like gave us time to think about what we're even doing here. Yeah, yeah. I agree. What do you think about that? I feel like we've been digesting a lot of stuff around our our friendship. And, you know, just to be very clear with the listeners it's not like we haven't been talking every day (laughs) 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 we just haven't chosen a time to record it yeah we just haven't really sat down and you know it it hasn't felt totally in alignment i feel like to be like let's record something you know or like let's publish something but we just have been in communication this whole time and yeah at right at this very moment i'm feeling a dissonance around like how excited I am to talk to you, how excited I am to record this conversation with you. And also just like noticing and actually um, I was just reading a thread about this, reminding me of like how this past Monday we had a full moon in Gemini, which is my natal moon. And Mm. it was squared by Saturn in Pisces. And I am just, I woke up today with this massive headache and I'm still nursing this headache right now. So it's very interesting thinking about like, we're also recording at this time of the year where there's a lot of contradictions in the air. You know, mm-hmm. we are recording it from our, from the safety and the comfort of our beautiful homes. There are literal wars going on right now, which I think mm-hmm. is also part of the reality of being alive always but i feel like this time is very close to us like i feel like as a collective we're really talking about it i am also aware of ah uh, this excitement i feel towards like the ending of the year the start of the new year and also um how fucking tired i am <laughs> yeah like i am so tired i just can't wait to like hibernate you know and Mm-hmm. this weather like both of us are on the east coast of the so-called united states and the weather has just really dropped like in the past week it's gotten so mm-hmm. cold and my body's really responding to it so yeah that's where i'm at today mm-hmm. yeah and i think there's something <clears throat> with like the weather and the light and just mm. letting i don't know i always have this moment where you know, in the fall, you think like, oh, do I really want to get into winter? And then there's like this acceptance of that rest and acceptance Mm -hmm. of like, oh, you know, it's 2 p.m. And what should I cook for dinner? And you're like, okay, (laughs) wait at least maybe two hours before you start really getting into it. Mm -hmm. But but that it's a welcome change because I don't know, we forget that we're animals. Like, of course, we're going to be affected by these things. Of course, we're going to... um go through seasons and notice these shifts in our bodies if we have the luxury of thinking about it too. Exactly. Um, Exactly. But yeah, so I guess for the uh, 
sake of being concise here, because we're we're doing a short one. We're doing it. Um, what are you thinking about like what we're moving into with the project that we're we're on right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we discussed this the other day. Um with the podcast, it feels to me like we're entering a new chapter of this podcast. Um so last when was that like June maybe ish it was our first uh anniversary of the podcast mm-hmm. well I'm July so I think because well because it was because it was cancer I think we actually started in cancer season and yeah, then yeah, yeah. we then we're thinking more about oh my god we're a cancer rising chart yeah. and yeah something we were just saying is like we present as all this like cancer pisces whatever but really we're just centurion and we only appear to be so deep feeling in public <laughs> yeah and i do think that there's something about i mean both both of us both our charts you know in case anyone here is completely new we were born like about a month apart almost exactly a month apart and so our our uh astrology birth charts are very similar in terms of like planet placement and we have a shit ton of planets in capricorn and placements in aquarius as well so i feel like you know from the perspective of traditional astrology that's all ruled by saturn and i feel that for a while i don't know about you mary but i really uh had mixed feelings about fully inhabiting that energy you know and so I think it was more like it was easier. We also have a um an exalted Jupiter in Cancer, both of us. And it almost feels easier to just be like Cancerian and in that Jupiterian energy. And I think mm-hmm. now, like I've shifted a lot since then. Like I feel like even from our last conversation, I've uh more deeply stepped into more of my martial and my Saturnian energy. And mm-hmm. I think that when I think about this this conversation, this space that we have here, I really want us to start talking about like life as uh, as reflected in the astrology. But I'm not necessarily talking about like transit astrology. Like some of the ideas we were we were throwing out were, for example, like talking about abundance, you know, but from the perspective of maybe different astrological signs or. Both of us have Mars and Capricorn, and we were talking about potentially talking about envy, you know? <laughs> I should also mention, in our composite chart, we are Sun in Aquarius in the eighth house. So I feel like all of this feels very on brand, but it mm-hmm. almost feels like we couldn't have done that in the first year of running this podcast. No. Because, yeah, we were like, uh, you know, what are we even doing? <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I think what I'm learning in my friendship with you that exists mostly outside of this podcast Mm -hmm. is that it just takes the time that it takes Mm -hmm. like we are we are there for each other in a ton of different ways outside of this or like even with mars you're talking about like of course that makes me think of your mars class that we are currently in and still have a couple more weeks of Mm -hmm. and that we've been in this akashic mentorship with leah garza together and that there's like so much in this i guess it is the cancerian parts of ourselves that we're like oh i'm i'm floating in this but like at some point i'm trying to make sense of what i've been integrating and like now to turn that into the mars uh mars and capricorn like let's take some action there uh it feels much more like we're in a place to then 
do something mm -hmm. with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I also want to say, Mary, that in the past year, and I've, I've told you this before, and I'm going to make you blush publicly, but <laughs> I feel like you've really kind of stepped into your own space of really claiming um, a certain level of mastery with astrology, you know, with all the studies that you've been so diligently putting yourself through, you know, and I don't know. I mean, recently I had a reading with you and I was just like, wow. <laughs> I love the way that you hold space. I love your insights oh. about different placements in my chart. And I feel like, yeah, we're doing this. You know, we're like stepping into this this way of being now that's maybe more honoring of where you're at also with uh, your astrology practice and your relationship with astrology. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. I am blushing. I would wrap a blanket over me if I could do that more easily with this microphone. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. It means a lot because you're somebody who I really respect. Mm. And I feel like as various Saturnian people, it's like, there's this funny thing where I'm like, I don't need this person's approval. But then when you are a person who I respect and admire, it's like, oh, but I do actually trust their judgment. So I should trust their judgment about me. Oh, mm. oh. <laughs> <laughs> likewise. <So> embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> likewise, I also trust, respect and admire you. And I feel like that also has a lot to do with our Saturn rule Venus. You know, mm. I have Venus in Aquarius, mm. you have Venus in Capricorn. And I feel like that really, it, it is like love for me is about that trust and respect. And yeah, admiration's in there too, you know, and adoration. But it's not like this flimsy, like, oh my God, we're just having such a good time, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, no, I see you. <laughs> yeah. And that like, something I was talking about with you before we started recording is how like, the difference about our friendship and making this podcast that's sort of like, I don't know, chronicling our mm. relationship in a way yeah, is we went into this friendship being like, I want to be friends with this person. It's mm. not like when you become friends with somebody because you sit with them at work and you guys eat lunch together. And then one day you realize they're your best friend because you see them every day. It's mm. like, especially because of these online connections, you really have to be intentional. Yeah. And we have had intentional boundaries around our connection for a long time. Yeah. And and it's been like a, like a give and a take. And mm. I feel like within that there's safety, but I haven't always felt like that with people. Yeah. And there's also something that's like, really amazing that we do this and you're not like my primary partner you know you're not the person that I live with and in some ways maybe that makes it easier like I can give you grace in ways I wouldn't give my live-in person <laughs> <laughs> but also it means that like we like we verbalize it like I don't know there's a lot of friendships where you don't really talk about it in this way yeah I mean this this brings up a really fascinating topic I've been thinking a lot about, Mary, which is, okay, given that you and I don't live in the same, same, like, geographical location, even though we're not that actually far from each other, technically, mm -hmm. um, I do feel like 
like I've been thinking about this question of like what happens when I am in physical proximity with a friend versus what happens when that physical proximity is kind of taken away and then our primary mode of communication is Zoom or a call or whatever, right? Like what can flourish in that space and what becomes limited? And I think one of the things I'm thinking about is how uh, removing that aspect of like, you don't have to look at the mess that is the apartment I'm currently living in, you know, or something like that, right? Like gives gives us space to, and also forces us to maybe be more verbal about expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things mm-hmm. that if we were in person, we would have just kind of like, like, okay, Mary, I got the message, you know, but like here, I kind mm-hmm. of can't. So we have mm-hmm. to use our words. And I think something there's something very confronting about that, but there's also something really powerful about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it makes me think about like, for example, when I just saw Rebecca Paget, our oh. friend, in real life. Oh. <laughs> I am so and envious. Like, oh, yeah, talk about envy. You should be. It was <laughs> the best. Um, mm. I could just go on about that. But but the thing is, there's like something now, you know, for example, where she's like, oh, I'm going to bring the chickens in and I can like imagine it. And there's something that just feels so... Or like last night when we were in class and we were talking about like being in each other's space. And I'm like, mm. I know what's behind that wall now. Yeah. It's where I slept, you know? And it's so funny that like the most mundane thing becomes so magical because right. you have this like window into what's behind the like the curtain, not to be too like Wizard of Oz, but yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. And that there's like such tender appreciation for that mm. little stuff that mm. I wouldn't have been like oh my god look at their soap dish you mm. know like why would I have ever paid that much attention if I was just at somebody's house but now I'm like wow when she tells me she's like baking bread I can imagine the the kitchen and yeah. I and it just feels so special mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and I do think that for a lot of people too. I mean, I know a running thread in our conversations always is like this idea of adult friendships and like, what does it even mean? You know, what does it mean to consciously want to be someone's friend? You know, mm-hmm. because I, I mean, I do think that as we get older, friendships become more optional in some ways, you know, or like there's more, I don't mean optional in that like friendships are not important. I mean, optional in a sense that more options open up. Like I remember, for example, when I was 14, I was stuck with my classmates, right? Like Mm -hmm. I didn't have a say in like who I was sitting next to in class. But now as a 33-year-old person, like I get to decide, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like who's in the Which then maybe maybe in a way it also is like, oh, I have no options because Mm -hmm. you expect that the options should just be provided to you too. Exactly. Exactly. This is something that I've been really wrestling with in the past year. I feel like for me, as a Virgo rising with Scorpio in my third house, I can probably live in a hut in the middle of the woods completely by myself as long as there's Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, with an internet connection. With an internet connection. As long as I can read some articles, play a few podcasts, listen to a few books. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) WhatsApp some people. (laughs) <laughs> um but but it does make me think about like 
what is the soil you know that is necessary to grow um the plants that friendships are you know mm. right and what's necessary and it's like it's so interesting because what you were just describing to me is maybe this desire or maybe part of even like an essential need for you within your friendship to have more of that context you know and then i think for some for some people too like i definitely feel this for myself sometimes there is a little bit of fear because um once the person steps more into my life and sees more of my 3d reality there can be the sense of like will this person still like me you know how is this going to change mm-hmm. our dynamics um actually my partner always says this like are they going to use this information against me like i don't think of myself as this suspicious person but i do mm-hmm. think there is that program running somewhere in the background because yeah. many of us have experienced that you know mm-hmm. and it makes me think about like the example you said earlier with the messy apartment it's like mm. the ways that we feel the need to like clean things up before somebody comes and how on one hand I think of it as like oh it's because I respect my guests and I want them to feel like welcome and I also probably should have organized this shit anyway but I put it off and it's a good reason to but Mm -hmm. then how like you can interpret somebody not cleaning as like that's so rude they didn't care that I was coming or like maybe they were busy or whatever the thing is but like now how on some level I've come to some other side where I'm like they didn't even clean they feel so comfortable with me that they don't even care that they needed to do that and strangely (laughs) that's like even sweeter because like to me I wouldn't do that. And that feels really like vulnerable to be like, mm. come over to my house and look at my cobwebs. Yeah. You know? I must right. be presentable. <laughs> Except me, because if I do all these things, then you can't reject me or find me disgusting or whatever else. Totally. Totally. I mean, this is something that has been happening actually recently, Mary, in the past year that I've experienced with my family, actually where I've noticed that this time, the last time I went home to my family, I didn't notice like such an intense cleaning and stashing away of stuff. It's more like, okay, here's your bed, you know? (laughs) And there was something so comforting about that because then like when it comes time for them to come here, I also, and also, you know, I I have to say my apartment now is like, I'm, I'm really in the space of like, you know, we are, what, like three years into maybe even going on four, going on four of like this pandemic, not pandemic state that we're in currently, you know, and it's like when the space that you used to spend only like 60% of your time in becomes the space you spend 150% of your time in, things start to get really crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm in this phase now where I'm like committed to really, you know, speaking of the Mars container that you brought up, once I'm done with that Mars container, my next project is actually to to clear up and to switch around things in my apartment. But all of that being said, I got a little lost there. Um, What I wanted to say with my family was that when they came here, I didn't have the energy to completely doll it up, you know? I just did mm. the basics. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, like, this is where you the are toilet, gonna sleep. Maybe. Clean the toilet, you know, like <laughs> prepare like the extra beds, right? And it was fine. Nobody died, 
you know mm-hmm. this is kind of my mm-hmm. new um this is the new phase i'm like stepping into as well it's like okay do i have the energy for this do i have the enthusiasm for this if i have neither is anybody gonna die if i don't do this and if nobody's <laughs> gonna die then we'll all deal with the consequences <laughs> and that like it's not even if you hadn't made the beds or whatever like nobody would have died you know would have died um okay jonathan we don't have that much time okay we're we're keeping this concise we're keeping it concise (laughs) um here's a thought and i'm like i know we were already talking about this before we came on so i'm like what did we already say with the 10th house to the 11th house Mm. do we want to go into that at all yeah so as 33 year olds going on 34 year olds Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so both of us uh are 33 this year and we are turning 34 next year and so in astrology there's this thing called annual perfection and so each year is equated to like one house right and so both of us are in our 10th house year currently moving into our 11th house year um yeah what feels alive for you around that mary i've been thinking about how how I guess I became aware of perfections in my ninth house year, maybe mm-hmm. like so on maybe and yeah <laughs> and and to then it it's like always building this at least in that period of time, it's like building this information, and mm-hmm. then there's something that feels like eleventh house, and maybe it's also my eleventh house is Pisces in whole signs mm-hmm. um and how it feels sort of like, oh, I can just like relax a little bit mm-hmm. into what has been created. Like yeah. we we did the information gathering. We did the, I don't know. There's like something that's been like collected around this yeah. time. And now we can just like float in it. Mm. And like, can I trust that we can just float in it? Yes. Yes. I mean, for both you and I, too, there's something about how in our individual birth charts, because we are both earth rising people, the ninth house is an earth sign, 10th house is an air sign, and then the 11th house is in water sign. And I think that progression is, I've been aware of the shifts that are happening there. Um, and to kind of bring it down maybe more into the concrete i feel too that there's a lot of pressure during 10th house years especially maybe for both of us having that 10th house being ruled by an air sign to kind of have an answer you know that's kind oh of my gosh I'm, right like so I, yes like i'm yeah. like what is the story like what is the thread that goes through all of this how can i make sense of this exactly what does this mean Mm -hmm. what does this mean which i think is so like such an aquarius question for me it's been like a lot of questions about like what are my tools you know what are like these different Mm -hmm. pieces right and what is Mm -hmm. my relationship to these different tools do i want to let the tools be like the thing that i put forward you know um mm-hmm. and also i think as uh as 
a Mercury rule person for me. And also having my 10th house ruler be Mercury as well, because I'm a Virgo rising, there's something about my 10th house year that has been really surprising. Like all the things I thought was going to be actually shapeshifted into something else. And I was just mm. like, what? what? Like, this is a year I could not have. I would not believe you if in March you told me this is where I would end up in November. This is not what I planned for myself. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it's it's kind of taken its own turn. I don't know. What, what's been your experience like, Mary? Because for you, it's ruled by Saturn. And that's a different flavor, I feel like. Mm, I know. It's hard because I've in the time that I've been really aware and engaging with astrology, it has all really been a Saturnian time. So it's almost like I don't know my life without that. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and I think uh, it's in some ways just been a continuation of the same stuff. But then when I, Maybe it's the difference this year is that I can look back and be like, oh, I've been doing this thing for like three years. Oh, I've been doing this thing for four years. Oh, I've had this teacher for three years. Mm-hmm. And then having some perspective on that. Whereas maybe a year ago, I was just like, I don't know enough. Yeah. I It's never enough. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at what point um, do I feel like I'm allowed to make the stuff that I want to make because I haven't like given myself a chance to believe that I can. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense to me, especially thinking about how, when you started looking at annual perfection, it was in your Capricorn ruled house. Right. And like, I feel like for me, Capricorn gives me this imagery of like climbing up the mountain, but then you're just kind of looking down, you know, making sure you didn't fall. And then Aquarius mm-hmm. is like, finally, I got to the top of the mountain and I can see it. You know, it's still, I'm still in the mountain or on a mountain and I'm looking at this landscape that's before me that I could yeah. not have seen if I didn't come to this altitude or something like that, you know? And yeah. Then, Pisces being more about like, okay, I'm going to jump back into the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. And um, that just made me think like from the river to the sea. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like this feeling that it's just okay that things take the time it takes Mm -hmm. because for a long time, there's this, for me, this question of like, when you know like maybe I'm not trying hard enough or maybe I'm not like focused or motivated or whatever and I'm like no I really don't even think that's it it's just Mm -hmm. like not the time it's just not the time kind of like for the last six months or so it just hasn't been the time for us to really be like working on this and that it's okay I don't have to then assign value judgment or uh I don't, I just don't have to do anything with it. I can just like, let it be okay that I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And that like, maybe at some point I'll have that perspective. Like I have perspective on things that I didn't a few years ago. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And also it really feels to me like 
the shift from 10th house to 11th house has to do too with like, what have you learned about being public and being public or trying to be public or at least contemplating um, publicity in your work? Mm. <laughs> Which is interesting to think of like publishing and publicity and yeah. like public. I don't know. I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like making something more public or more um, visible. Visible. Maybe. Yeah. Like what, what does that do to your offering and what does that do to how you view yourself which then i think going into the 11th house is more to do with like okay what is this dream i am weaving so that i can bring in the people who can resonate with this dream you know Mm -hmm. i can bring in if you don't oh sorry no go for it well just that it's like if if you don't make that part of you visible you won't know who your people are either right Exactly. And maybe that's also like projector life too mm-hmm. that like you have totally. taught me so much about <laughs> as a projector <laughs> that it's like, oh, when I feel invited to participate in some way, it feels that much better than mm. just like, oh, here's a job. I could give this to anybody. It's like, yeah. oh, th- this is a thing that I thought you could do. Mm-hmm. because I know you and I appreciate the things that you can do. Yeah. Like that's just a totally different approach to work in general. 100%. Yeah. There's something about that too, that it's like, it's kind of a chicken and an egg, right? Because it's like, how do you, you know, can you just share something publicly without knowing that there is potential or like real human beings who would be interested and would benefit from the thing that you're creating, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, would there be human beings if you didn't show up fully as <laughs> well, yourself? <laughs> yeah. And maybe to like, bring it back to the podcast, there's something there around. We don't, we have no idea what we're doing here. We just like talking to each other and maybe other people want to listen to us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's cool. We've mm-hmm. heard that some people do listen to us. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and and um, this is making me think of something we were talking about last night with like, oh, with Mars and how for me, and I wonder if this is like the same because of our Mars and Capricorn, mm. is this feeling of like what is pleasurable and what is satisfying is actually just knowing that I worked like this was a job well done and like working can be satisfying and it's not work as in like labor and suffering it's like yeah i figured that out and that was awesome right (laughs) right i do think that um yeah as very like saturnian and maybe even pretty martial people for both of us there's something about pleasure that isn't about this like flimsy thing I, i mean i don't know i i struggle using that word because i feel like um that can sound like judgment you know but to mm, me mm-hmm. or like um, fleeting like it's not fleeting yeah it's or not like fleeting. there's a different or shallow like mm-hmm. it's temporary whereas yeah i don't know sorry yeah like i don't know i think for me it's more about like hmm, i keep going back to what adrian marie brown said about being satisfied you know like is this mm-hmm. a pleasure that actually makes me feel satisfied or is this just mm-hmm. a quick fix 
neither of which are superior than the other but it's mm-hmm. more like you know the difference between like i am hungry i'm going to eat like an apple that i know can satiate me or like a banana that i know can fill me up versus like just eating a bunch of waffles and then still feeling like a hungry ghost <laughs> or but then sometimes all later. you have is the apple because you have to like get home to make dinner but that's mm-hmm. all you have right now to yeah. like tide you over and that's yeah. just as well cuz in some way it's also about like meeting that unmet need with mm, what you have. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jonathan, one other thing that we discussed was the name of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, I have been thinking about this. I feel like, okay, I'm just going to give the long winded Jonathan answer, which is that I feel like sometimes contemplating the name of the podcast is more about like reviewing the energetics or the mm-hmm. name of a project in general, like reviewing mm-hmm. the energetics. Um, but I, I do have to say I am very tempted to feel into like a shorter name or like a name that's maybe more mm-hmm. punchier. Uh, but I don't know. Where are you at with this? Um, Mars with Mary and Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> What's punchier than that? <laughs> no, I agree. And I the think... scalpel and the hammer. <laughs> kind of seems like a sickle and... um. What's the other thing? The, um. Anyway, yeah, I, uh, I. It made me think about how maybe mid conversation with Mary and Jonathan is really like the name and the subtext is that our lives are better with each other, mm. and at the same time, like maybe we don't have to do anything with it, and maybe mm. there is something about like working ourselves into the name, like. Like, we will look back and it will make more sense to us then. And maybe we do change it. Maybe Mm -hmm. we don't. But, Mm -hmm. like, I think as time has gone on with what we're we're doing here, I'm, one, I'm just, like, more okay with the not knowing. But, Mm -hmm. two, it is true. Like, my life really is better with you. you Oh, my life is better with you in it, too, Mary. I... I want to say something about mid-conversation because I feel like this can actually turn into another podcast episode. Um, But to me, the reason why that really resonates is because I feel like this podcast is kind of like, I'm thinking right now of like Ace of Cups and how like there's this overflow of water. Like it really feels like a lot of the conversations here are overflowing of the conversations we've been having outside of this space you know Mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel like okay let's go record a podcast because we need to educate the masses or anything like that it's just like here's a little taste yeah yeah (laughs) here's a little taste (laughs) um okay i am aware that we want to wrap this up um any final words mary um i also have been thinking about time travel Mm. time travel with a friend mm. and how like our relationship has been time travel mm. not that we have to get into that right now but just the thought yeah. that was a, yeah. that was the final thought yeah yeah i'm really glad we me, did this me too me too I, it's making me think the time travel thing makes me think about like how in that conversation with rebecca paget that we had she pointed out to us um that she was perceiving like younger parts of us kind of playing mm-hmm. with one another. And I feel like we are embodying that more and more 
in our interactions mm-hmm. just in general mm-hmm. like not just in this podcast but like in general we're just like hey you know and um it feels really good to me because i feel like that was what i knew from the beginning when i proposed to you that we have a podcast that this is an energy that we can release like step into you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and and it feels good like i think I'm really excited to see mm. what we're doing in the new year. Yay. Very excited. I mean, we might even share some episodes before then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also if people want to reach out to us, if they're, yeah. I mean, yeah. why not? Yeah. If people want to hear us talk about something, hit us up. Let us know. I mean, you know where to find us. All the places are in the show notes and or you can just find us somehow um internet is your friend you can do mm-hmm. this yeah faith. you could even be a monastic as long as you have the internet <laughs> uh, all right this was fun this is so fun thank you mary thank you jonathan